Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. It is episode two of season four. On this episode, we talk about what has been going on in the UK and the shenanigans thereof. The subpoena and the arrest, plus what's going on truly with Kanye West from different sides of the angle. Also, sex relationships and what all of it entails for the future. Something about AI that you need to recognize and fear. Plus, news that you missed. Other space news. And a big announcement coming ahead. All this and more on this week's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth Season 4, Episode 2. This is Novin Hollaback. That's Hollaback! We got four major things to discuss in this segment so hopefully we will get through it within this particular time period and then we have to discuss certain things about sex love and relationships but i will connect it to what we're going to talk about towards the end of the first segment but first off i want to discuss what is going on in the uk with liz trust we haven't been living under a rock let's put it in simple terms Liz trust is no longer or will be no longer the prime minister of the United Kingdom and she only spent 44 days in office there is a reason why but we have to start with what happened on September 4th. September 4th, Boris Johnson no longer became the Prime Minister of the UK after certain scandals dealing with the pandemic and the world event crisis and how it was handled during the peak of the world event crisis. On September 5th, Mrs. Truss won the Tory leadership contest. She got the most votes from party members. She promises a bold plan to cut taxes and grow the economy. Then she becomes prime minister on the 6th of September. Then on the 8th, as promised shortly before midday, the PM announced a new energy price guarantee and promises support for businesses struggling with bills for six months with targeting help to vulnerable firms beyond that. She describes it as the moment to be bold, adding we're technically we're facing a global energy crisis and there are no cost-free options. Soon as our economic announcements in the Commons, Buckingham Palace issued a statement saying doctors were concerned for the Queen's health. This is what happened with the Queen. Then Charles holds his first person-person audience with mistrust at Buckingham Palace. Then Charles shakes hands. Uh, so then this began the whole issue concerning with the morning of 
Queen Elizabeth, which we talked about last week. Now, after the public mourning was over on the 23rd, Quasi Kurtang delivers his first mini-budget for Mrs. Trust's growth plan and announces the biggest raft of tax cuts for half a century. Using more than 70 billion pounds of increased borrowing, he sets a package which includes abolishing the top rate of income tax for the highest earners and asking the cap on bankers' bonuses while adding restrictions to the welfare system. From this, the pound falls to a first 37-year low as the plan spooked traders. Questioned by reporters later that evening, the Chancellor insisted his plan would encourage investment in the UK and rejected the suggestion that economic announcement was a gamble. Then on the 29th, almost a week on, the PM insisted the government had to take urgent action to get the economy growing. That's the British economy growing. In her first public comments, since the mini-budget turmoil, she faced criticism for not speaking out much sooner. Then October 2nd, Ms. Trust acknowledges mistakes over the mini-budget, but says she is standing by her tax-cutting plan and she refuses to roll out public spending cuts. The PM admits that she could have done more to prepare the ground for Mr. Quartain's financial announcement, and she faces accusations of throwing her chancellor under the bus by saying the abolition of the 40 pence top rate for tax was made by him and not the Scots within the cabinet. Then, in a dramatic U-turn on October 3rd, Mistrust and Mr. Cortang abandoned their plan for, to abolish the 45-pound rate of income tax for top earners. We get it, and we have listened, the Chancellor said, in language echoed by the PM more than 24 hours after she's remarkably absolutely committed to the cut. Somewhat embarrassingly, Mrs. Trust was still defending the 45% tax rate in a TV interview filmed hours before the U-turn. On October 4th, Mr. Quartain says the Queen's death added to the high-pressure environment for the preparation of the mini-budget. In an interview with GB News, he said it was important to, to place the so-called fiscal event in the context of the Queen's death and funeral. In October 5th, Mrs. Trust pledges that the will get us through. She will get she will get through the tempest and get Britain moving. And she delivers her first Tory conference speech as party leader. Then on October 8th, four cabinet members urge colleagues to rally behind Mrs. Trust as the PM battles steady to steady the Tory ship following a week blighted by infighting. On October 10th, Mr. Cotton bowed the pressure to bring forward the publication of his financial strategy an independent economic forecast. Completing another U-turn, he agrees to set up his medium physical term plan alongside the Office of Budget Responsibility, QBR, predictions on October 31st. On October 11th, as Parliament returns, the Chancellor is warned during ascension of Treasury questions that the government's economic credibility will further be shredded if he tries to push through the policies without the support of the conservative Tory MPs. On October 12th, Mrs. Truss insists that she will not spend, cut spending to balance the books, despite economists and financial markets continuing to question her plans. She says she is absolutely not, get, not planning public spending reductions, but insists that taxpayers' money will be used well. On October 13th, Mr. Quartang is sacked. Wait, hold on. On October 13th, 
Mr. Quantang is said his total focus is on delivering the mini budget in response to the speculation of a U-term on the measures. Now, on October 14th, Mr. Quantang is sacked, having flown back early from the International Monetary Fund talks in Washington, D.C. He says he's accepted Mrs. Trust's request as he stand aside as chancellor. The prime minister replaces her ideological soulmate of the treasury with Jeremy Hunt, the foreign former foreign foreign secretary who backed her rival Rishikishi Sunak in the Tory leadership contest. Mrs. Trust dismissed calls for a resignation at a hastily arranged eight-minute press conference in Downing Street, during which she takes just four questions from journalists. She announcing that she's abandoning Corting's commitment to drop the planned rise in corporation tax from 19% to 25%, even though it was a central plank of our leadership campaign, saving the executor 18 billion pounds a year. On the 15th, the new chancellor indicates that the PM immediate economic plan is now largely defunct in a series of broadcast interviews. Mr. Hunt criticized the mistakes of the trust administration and words that difficult decisions will come on tax and spending. In an unusual intervention, Joe Biden appears to join the criticism of Trust's original plan, telling reporters, I wasn't think the only one this year was a mistake, and calling the outcome predictable. On October 16th, Crispin Blunt, former minister, becomes the first Tory MP to publicly call for mistrust to quit, saying that the game is up for the prime minister. He's followed with Andrew Riggin and Jamie Wallace, while others your fingers in the parliamentary party deep, expressed deep unease with the PM's leadership, but stopped short of calling her to go. Labor urges mistrust to come before Parliament to face the MPs. On October 17th, Mr. Hunt ditched the bulk of the PM's economic strategy in an emergency statement de designed to calm the markets. The chancellor scales back the energy support package and scraps almost all the tax cuts announced by the predecessor. Mrs. Trust says silently in the comments for roughly 30 minutes as her chancellor informs MPs of the change of direction, staring straight ahead as he bonds huge chunks of her plan. The PM admits to a meeting of one nation group of Tory MPs that we tried to do too much too quickly and she seeks to shore up support for her premiership. In a sit-down interview with the BBC's Chris Mason, she apologizes for her mistakes and pledges the Tories into the next general election. On October 18th, Mrs. Trust survives a meeting of the cabinet without any ministers calling for her to quit. Whereas Mr. Hunt tells colleagues that they must review departmental budgets in order to find ways to save taxpayers money. Downing Street sparks a backlash by indicating ministers could ditch their commitment to the pensions triple lock. The prime minister addresses the Tory MPs from the European Research Group, ERG, telling them she found adding her tax slashing program painful and did it because she had to. On October 19th, 
The PM declares that she is a fighter, not a quitter, and insists that she's completely committed to the triple lock on state pensions at PMQs. Tory MPs are told by a labor vote in the Commons seeking to brand Franken as a being treated as a confidence motion in mistrust is in battle government. Deputy Chief Whip Craig Whitaker warns his colleagues that the voters are 100% hard reline whip, indicating that dozens of conservatives who oppose controversial crisis strengthen Memphis face getting kicked out of the parliamentary party if they do not follow orders in the lobbies. It leads into gigantic ugly scenes in Westminster with cabinet ministers Therese Coffey and Reese Mogg, Jacob Reese Mogg, among the senior Tories accused of pressuring colleagues. There were claims by Chris Bryant of Labour that some MPs were physically manhandled. Labor's meanwhile, Suzanne Braverman dramatically criticized Home Secretary signing a technical infringement on the ministerial duties and criticizing mistrust as tumultuous premiership. Labor's motion is defeated 231st to 326th, majority 96th, but there is speculation that Chief Whip Wendy Morton and her deputy Chris Whitaker have resigned in fury of the handling of the affair. At 9.49 p.m. on that day, more than two hours after the vote, number 10 issues a statement saying both remain in post. Overnight, Downing Street says that Mrs. Stewart was mistakenly told it was not a confidence motion and that conservative MPs were fully aware that it was subject to the Dreamline Whip. A spokesman says that the witch will be to speak to the Tories who failed to support the government. And those without a reasonable excuse will face proportionate disciplinary action. Then on October 20th, pressure on the PM continues to mount, with more backbenchers adding to the names of the growing list of Tory MPs publicly demanding her resignation. Then at 1.30 p.m., Ms. Truss gives a statement outside of Downing Street announcing her resignation as PM. She said she recognized that she cannot deliver the mandate on which she was elected by the Conservative Party. She says she has agreed to the chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady, that there will not be a leadership election to be completed within a week. She will only stay there a week, and then next week there will be a new PM in the UK. This is one of the greatest disasters in the UK in decades. And I do mean decades. Basically, Mistrust, Coretang, and others tried to play games with the pound when there no there was no need to play games with an already weakened pound, and they screwed people over so bad it wasn't even funny. 
labor unfortunately does not have the people there that can actually fix the problem so we're st so the uk is stuck in a catch-22 on top of everything that's going on with the royal family Meghan markle still talking even despite after all the things that have happened within her family now not knowing what if anything is going to happen with the general election the first general election for the for king charles the third and so there we are They said Brexit was Brexit. The liberals are going, is it the, 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 the labor and those on the left are saying, oh, we knew it, it was coming. This is what happened, blah, 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 blah. We knew all of this was taking place. We knew this was gonna happen. We shouldn't have left the Eurozone. The Eurozone is also at a problem situation here so no matter where anybody goes in this in the uk the things are very 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 bad and it is not going to get any better anytime soon and I know what they were trying to do, get investors to come in to the UK and try to rebuild this economy as quickly as possible. But there is not enough funds on this planet that can get the UK out of the morass it put themselves in. And now major things are going to take place that would have been thought on fathomable years and years ago that now have to happen in order for it to even function past several years from now and they're gonna have to really think about what they've got to cut a lot of this stuff has been cut to the bone there is going to be some really really messy things going to go in the UK we will be watching it throughout the season it's disgusting and it is ugly speaking of disgusting and ugly Carl Denninger posted something about a recent article a recent vote by the CDC concerning COVID-19 shots for young children. The CDC's advisory board, this is called Deniger, has effectively mandated COVID jabs for school children in many states. 
I said effectively because they claim to have done no such thing. Their role is as advisor, but it's not. Several states actually turned that advice, quote unquote, into law. And yet the pandemic is unique in this regard. The problem with all this at its core is what the the centers of disease control does not give a crap of whether kids are in serious risk from this disease, healthy children or not. It is less than a risk than the flu, and there's no mandate to take a flu shot for school. And unlike the flu shot, these jazz have a whole litany of significant and very serious potential adverse effects, including myocardias and other serious cardiopulmonary harm. But let's leave that aside for a minute because when it comes to all the other diseases you might get inoculated against as a kid, all have a legitimate medical exemption, which is simply this. You previously had the disease in question and therefore presumptively immune, all of them, except this particular pandemic. Never mind the data is no different here than with other viral diseases. Previous infection confers durable protection in the vast majority of kids, roughly nine out of 10, have had it as evidence to antibodies in the virus, the same evidence that is deemed perfectly acceptable when it comes to, for example, measles or chicken pox. Carl Denninger reminds people that the latest updated shot was tested on eight mice. That's right, it was tested on eight mice. That's the the one for Moderna, I believe. It was tested on eight mice. Not one human. There is exactly zero evidence that it either works or is safe in human beings. Yes, their minds are engineered to be human-like, but they're not human beings. And you have to be a special brand crazy to take anything that has its test based as only eight mice. That's eight mice and zero humans. Incidentally, if you believe since mouse testing is valid, then you must square that with two undisputable facts. First, that the super virus that was just created in Boston, arguably illegally, by the way, is representative. It killed 80 of the mice that particular super virus was given to, and so was the wild original strain that killed all of them. We know, of course, that the latter is not true, as every virtually every healthy human was just fine when they got the original strain of the pandemic. They got it. They fought it off and they survived. Therefore, we know this mouse model is nonsense. And thus, you simply can't believe what it tells you unless you like to take the risk of being dead, of course. The reason the CDC's panel did this is nakedly obvious. Only by putting the jab in the childhood schedule of vaccination protection do the makers get legal immunity from lawsuits if it kills and injures your child or your grandma? Once the emergency authorizations expire, and they will expire once this pandemic emergency expires. That's the law. 
for a vaccine to be included in the legal immunity law and it must be in the childhood recommended series. If it isn't there, then it's not covered. And all that left is the prep ads coverage, which expires with the reveling EVA once the government decides that the pandemic has ended. The CDC's vote was a clear statement that whether the new jab works or not is immaterial. The old ones are targeting a virus that no longer circulates in the wild is also incidentally fact. Whether the old or new jab is safe is also by this vote immaterial. The only thing that matters in this situation is money. Specifically, legal immunity from lawsuit if your kid or grandmother dies or is seriously injured as a result of receiving it. This all ties back to what I pulled out on the regular side of the ticker a few days ago related to the federal budget problem and why no one would address it, not fairly or in the state level. It's not that they're trying to kill you, it's that all they care about is money. And yes, that includes not giving a crap if you die and when you die as a consequence of what they do and protect so long as the money flows. If you continue to allow this as a parent, you're a monster, period. I was going to say something about what they did in Boston. A couple of, I was going a couple of weeks ago. I was going to say something about this, but this thing is related to what is going on. They know this thing doesn't work. They created another and I do mean they created a brand, another strain, a super strain in Boston. The gain of fudging research technology is banned. They did this illegally in the United States. Somebody gave the funding to Echo Health to Peter Dayzak to continue his studies. Uh, oh, it, it was done in a BSL-4 lab. Fauci in his last coin of phrase signature was on this particular experiment. Now, after Pfizer says officially in front of in front of others, in front of investigators and other people that said Oh, maybe European Congress, as it were. We never really said that it was going to protect you if you catch the virus. Even after they said back and forth and up and down from 2020, 2021, and the early parts of 2022, that it will prevent the pandemic from entering your bloodstream and your body and your lungs and all the rest of it, they brought out genuine, not genuine. They brought out this dude. I don't even remember his name. Mr. Kai, I don't give a fuck. They brought
fans out there, get it patched up. Looking like the clown that he is. And what did this? What did these scientists do? Come on, tell me, what did they do? <laughs> they went to Boston University and they created a mega hyper strain of the pandemic that has killed one mil one million people in this country and it killed 85% of the 80% of the mice they tested on and the vaccine that they want to put in the kids and now officially will be official in other states because they take the recommendations as part of their children's series they only tested on eight mice They had studies from Spain they could have seen. They had the internet, it was working. They knew how to stop this problem with the pandemic and they didn't do it. Now, they just rampaging all over as they run around, as they try to obfuscate what has really happened. Why am I not shocked? in surprise of the depravity of these folks. Not shocked and surprised at all. One more thing before we get to the final part of this, which will lead into the second segment, which we'll ultimately discuss. Donald Trump has been officially subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. They have his schedule for the 14th of November, right after the election. And he needs all the information that they want to give him, that they want to give him on the 4th of November before the midterms arrive. Not to be outdone, they have already sentenced Steve Bannon for four months in prison for contempt of Congress, which he says was coming on his programs and radio shows. And people are saying, oh, I'm going to talk about this a little later, but something about ABC News, hmm, something weird is really weird is going on. We'll discuss that in the next, in the final segment before we leave for the rest of the episode. But we're going to talk about Kanye West. Kanye West has gone through a lot. And whether you were, whether his comments being anti-Semitic, basically obvious. However, Basienga has dropped him. Adidas still in discussion. Uh, the bank has told him that his billions of dollars need to be taken out by November 30th. They don't want to do business with him anymore. Although Peter Dell and Mr. West have now figured out a way to work to bring a parlor into the whole gambit with Elon Musk. If all these deals fall through, 
However, he said something about George Floyd. And I think Mr. Jansen, Stephen Jansen, he posted this there uh, on his, um, I think it was Instagram. Either Instagram live and uh, on something of that nature. And he basically stated this, if we can get this as quickly as we can. said they were basically cop chasing all the rest of it and then he finished it off with saying that oh because of the situation between um pete davidson and kim kardashian in which many of the entertainment media is saying that um pete davidson broke off with broke off the relationship with kim kardashian and once kanye was heard this he went completely mad and all the rest of it then in the interview with Drink Champs, which now has been taken down, but is in certain places all over the internet, he basically says that the reason why he wore the White Matters t-shirt is because of the situation with Kim K and um, uh, Pete Davidson, in which that the black community never stepped up to try and save the marriage and all the rest of it. In which the black community and a lot of people in that community said, you knew that this Kim Kardashian person was going to do this. She was the person that we said you thought she was. All the rest of it, this is your fault. You're being like a child and all the rest of these things. Stop taking it out on other people, basically. Which they have a point in a certain way. Because this is kind of a little bit of the pettiness that it starts with. And now it reached to a point where there is a cutout between Kanye and Kim Kardashian concerning his children because he feels that his children is not being educated in the school that Kim Kardashian is paying for this for their children. But I'm going to put this in very simple terms, folks. There are just certain women in this world, no matter how much you try. that are not ready to be married or will never be able to have a successful marriage with that particular person. And a lot of men cannot reconcile this fact that their women do not have a representative, a positive representative, that positive representative, in my opinion, was forced 
into su is suicide. About three years ago, hence. And there has to be some form of realization that that happened and we need to come to terms with that. But that's in the future. Now, do you want to do it? But that doesn't mean that we hate women or we dismiss women or all the rest of it. But it is very logical and very apropos to be disappointed with the behaviors they have taken. And we need to put boundaries. This is basically what everything is. Men need to start putting boundaries and not be apologetic for putting boundaries up. Said this in last season. Well, Tomasi has said this. Richard Cooper has said this. All the people from the quote-unquote manosphere said this about placing boundaries. But again, the trad cons keep playing this game of trying to stay within the frame of the radical feminist. And then you wonder why nothing changes. We'll get to something very important connected to what we're about to talk about next in the final segment. But it is time to get to that second segment. So we will be right back with more of Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Robert Holler back here. If you haven't been living under the rock, and we mentioned a little bit about it in the first segment, and we mentioned about it last week, we were going to talk about certain things that have become different in sex, love, and relationships and a whole lot of things. We had done specials about it through Religion and Positive Masculinity written by Rollo Tomasi, part of his Positive Masculinity series, the Rational Male series, excuse me. And we have gone through the whole litany of this. Well, on Twitter, there was a post done by a married woman who has been married by 18, for 18 years with a husband. And she basically says, I'm not in love with my husband sometimes. I'm with my husband sometimes. Why didn't the society or government or our closest people around us didn't give us the tool sets in order to make sure we could survive such particular things. And basically it just showcases all these other things that have happened in it, it, this woman is a harridan. She is not supposed to talk to this, this way. Did she even really love her husband and all the rest of these things? I'm going to put this in three different terms. One of it is related to what is going on with Ye, but there are other particular things of that nature 
that also has to be discussed. You have to understand and make it very clear that in many ways, the media had convinced and social pressure had convinced a lot of women who would have been happy married having children some a lot of them being housewives and convinced them to go into basically prostitution literally convinced them and there is absolutely no amount of disdain against the media especially the advertising media on that particular aspect of the way we handle ourselves in this republic there is no level to your host disdain against madison avenue on this particular aspect and worse off on the social media platforms and the way they handled all of this and the discrepancy of how they handle their policies concerning what can be shown and what cannot be shown on Instagram, Tinder, and the whole lot of it. We're gonna talk about AI and its effects too later on in the broadcast. But let's put it this way. This was not always the case. But now in this society, as it starts to break away from what was the way people saw things in the past and the way people used to do things in the past, as it breaks away from that, you're beginning to see certain things come about that have never been seen before. Eugenics Kun, who's back again on Twitter, started to talking about all this incel thing after another poster on Twitter came up and said, we would there need to be a right to sex, basically. Whereas a lot of it has come about saying that, oh no, 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 this is not the way we go about it. Again, then... One of Bab's contemporaries has said that the way they talk about pornography, a lot of the trad cons and the others talk about pornography, they get it wrong. It is based on the way radical feminists see pornography. So everybody need everybody is starting to begin to understand these things that are starting to happen. But let me make this clear. And I think if you see it in this particular sense, maybe you'll begin to understand the problem. I said in the last segment about Kanye, and um, I think it was Steven Jansen talked about it when he was talking about 
the issue with George Floyd and Mr. West, that's because Kim K, Mrs. Kardashian West, chose Pete Davidson. And what made it even worse is that Pete Davidson said, no, I did not want this. Caused Kanye West to go back, back blank crazy, bat shit insane. To the point where he said, the reason I put the Black Lives Matter, uh, the White Lives Matter shirt on is because of the way y'all did this concerning Pete Davidson and the way Kim Kardashian said that she wanted to be with Pete Davidson and all the rest of these things. And none of you had my back, even though you talk about in the other sense, how you should treat women, all the rest of it. Well, here's a black man who has black children, who's asking for support from the black community in this particular concern and y'all diss me. So that's why he wore that shirt. Mr. Jackson, in his response to it, says that you knew that this woman acted like that with Ray J and all the rest of it. We can't support you on none of it. We told you all this was going to happen. And so now you're acting out against the whole culture, against the issues concerning with Mrs. Owens, Candy Owens, which I am going to talk about her very soon, even though aspects of the issues that she is trying to explain about be about Black Lives Matter, the global organization has severe and serious merit and needs to be taken seriously. But the reason why the voice is speaking or the person that is making it has deep concerns with me, I will I have already mentioned it and I will explain it in future episodes. Once this documentary is finished, where her documentary is finished. And all this anti-Semitic things and whatnot that is going on is because he wants to really consider to try and have a family or try to raise their family outside of the system that he says is going against what he wants to do. And according to other sources, they're now talking through a cutout in order to decide what is going on with the four children of Mr. West and Miss Kardashian West. Some women in this country, back in the past, knew they could never get married. They knew it, and they accepted their faith. And they all knew that. 
They love the pageantry, though, dude, but some women knew automatically from the time they were 14 years old, they could never see themselves as a housewife and all the rest of it. You see, never. What has caused much consternation and issues in the terms is that they tried to make that a lifestyle option. That lifestyle option to become one of the most important types of lifestyle options any Western woman can choose. Whereas that is not true, that's an individual that is going through something that has to do with her individualization into this world. That's basically what it is. Trying to make that into something that should be the norm. It's absolutely uncalled for. And this is what Kevin Samuels, when they were talking about Cosmo about several years ago, mentioned in that particular day about Cosmo magazine and how destructive it was in the 1950s. Because it seems to me, starting from that particular date, maybe a little bit earlier than that, 1949, if we want to be real accurate about it, from that particular point to the present day, all of the entertainment industry has been doing has been channels centralizing itself towards women and womanhood and not the ultimate reality of womanhood is that most women will become mothers. The rich know that the poor know that the middle class is confused about it. The problem is with the poor in the world and the whole concept of the global South is that they know this, but the degeneracy from knowing that reality causes a lot of the problems and the refusal to handle such particular issues causes a lot of the problems that we see today. And it can't be fully blamed on the poor either. And now we're beginning to see the sadness and the reality of the situation of that sadness. Uh, everybody talking about incels and all the rest of these things. We have no incel problem. There is no such thing. What Eugenics Kung said in the recent post is saying that the elite are preparing to begin the process of disillusionment of heterosexual relationships, which a lot of the advertising agencies ultimately caused back since 1949 from Cosmo onwards and then helped out with the Comets Code that hurt pulp magazines, as it were, 
which destroyed the outlets of, say, a Bob Kane or Schumann or, or Jerry Siegel or others that are connected to all the other fr franchises that built what we now call superhero franchises today. Their creators had problems making money in the past. They were getting cut off from that and then they were forced into pornography, a lot of them were. Or they did pornography on the side. Why did I say all of this is connected? A lot of women today do not have the capability to be in a relationship that can go long term and become something that gives them a sense of success. A lot of women are not built for marriage. A lot of men can become built for marriage. That's the difference and that, that is what scares people. They now have starting to begin to realize that a lot of women are not ready for marriage. They're not ready. And, we'll, and I'll mention a lot of this in the bonus concerning about ages and all the rest of these things and whatnot. But let me make this suffice it to say is because since they're not ready for marriage and since they're not ready to take the responsibilities of such, they're going to act the way they're going to act and there is should be no hatred towards that. Some of them will never have children, never want to have children. Okay. Some of them are just built to relieve sexual tensions for themselves. I did not say a man, I said for themselves. Think about that deeply. They're there to do that that their only goal in life, unfortunately, as much as they can spin it around, is to find sexual release for themselves. They can spin it 20 million ways to Tuesday. Men need to accept that a lot of women had decided that type of fate and you don't need to hate them on it, but you have to be disappointed because you may have saw something in them that says, hey, she could be somebody that I could spend the rest of my life with. You understand? But they have decided and others, and they have married men that have accepted her frame of reference in life. Such as Amaroff, who has an OnlyFans, has a husband, all the rest of it, to join in that soiree. Basically, what it is is that an egg, uh, I mean, uh, eugenics con said it best. The elites of this world use prostitution in order to create a slave class of human beings that basically wants to create a domesticated class of human beings in order for them for control and ultimately 
to kill them off as cattle, according to eugenics coon. He doesn't like eugenics. He just used it as a joke. He used eugenics coon as a joke. It's but the words he says, even though a lot of it has the accurate frame, comes from a place where communism, all the rest of it, is the was the for, was the way he got into it, and then he says the solution is communism, socialism, Leninism, Stalinism, which is wrong. His observations may be correct in a lot of ways. And then he also continues in with some of those words that the elite and the mainstream media and ultimately the advertising agencies had given women and social media in turn have given women to say, oh, this is natural for me to not be a mother, to be this, that, dumb truck, ass, all the rest of these things, promote myself all over, then Roald Tomasi made his, made Eugenics Kuhn's point even further by showing the difference between, say, the big soccer why the big soccer husbands who are big in soccer and all the rest of it, and then they showcase their wives in their own accounts. They're usually alone, not with the husband, but the husband usually has the wife with her. But in their wife's personal accounts, you don't see the husband at all in certain pictures. So they have given a pretense saying that, oh, this, 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 and this. And if you don't do this and all the rest of it, you're not going to be seen by the best type of man and this, that, and the other day who will give you this type of security. What they are doing, ultimately, Eugenia's going to say, is that create a level of insecurity within women to accept a form of eugenics. Roland Tomasi has said, stated that abortion is a form of eugenics. And you can see that both men think in the same manner concerning this, but they come in different directions. And that we're reaching to a point where the cucks and the simps are the beginning phases of what we are becoming to witness as the new slave class of the technocracy that many of the governments all over the world, the liberal order, the liberal world order wants to bring about as you begin to see, and they will use prostitution as a way to codify state prostitution, mind you, as a form to codify all of this. The fundamental problem before we end this now, and to make this very clear, is that unfortunately in America, it is very difficult outside of a few places for men and women to get together and have a relation and, and start the process of family formation ultimately. They have made it impossible through language from the time the young man was five years old to the present day to him to even have a successful way in order to have a relationship both sexually and all the rest of it. 
se- uh, from sexual to physical to mental to mostly spiritual and all the rest of it. Not only most women don't like men, they don't want to deal with marriage. They don't want to even deal with uh, uh, relationships in turn. They feel as though that there are certain men they will only talk to and those men are starting to begin the process of having the children and all the rest of it that will say, oh, this is the way it's going to be. I only want this guy to have the children. What's happening in the African-American community, especially with M.A. Youngboy, especially with uh, Nick Cannon and many others is that you have multiple, and it's been an issue with the African-American community. You've been having a couple of fathers raising like six or seven or so children from different mothers. It's now become a form of acceptance in Hollywood. This is how black men behave. Let them behave that way. We just get blood. We just let they just work. Don't mention us. Don't go crazy like Kanye West did. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can have any woman, black woman you want. Instead of getting mad and hating women because of these choices that they are making now right in front of your face, you explain that you're disappointed in their choices that they have made, that you will not join in in those choices that they made, no matter how much how attractive that woman is. And you let go of that disappointment except what this generation millennial and gen z and past are going to do and you move on to women who are ready to become what you believe is going to bring you the family that you want that you deserve and you want but that starts with you and this country is not allowing you to do that. Unfortunately, in a lot of the Western countries are not allowing you to do that. So in many ways, I understand why this rise in the LGBT community is rising because in bio pressure and biological pressure has reached you a fever point where if it's not going to be met heterosexually, it's going to be met in the other way. And everybody's getting pissed off, rightly or wrongly, rightly in this case, concerning with the types of things they were showing to young kids concerning with how adults interact with each other heterosexually or homosexually. Whereas it should not be done at this particular time, those types of things should be dealt with 
in a manner of where college and all the rest of these things should be done towards the end of high school and the start of college when we hope that these young young men and young women have the maturity to accept what they are we have another bonus coming up explaining the perniciousness and the sadness of how women get destroyed young women get destroyed and how and another bonus saying how do we protect businesses and men protect their businesses and other from what is going on in the modern day but from this prostitution you're beginning to see the problems that exist and you have to come to terms with the fact that we have to make this assertion in america right now unfortunately as long as this media is set up is set up in the way that it's set unless there are changes in the way how we see the world unless there is a commitment from women to go into places where they can respond to the changes in their lives in a responsible manner so there will always be disappointments between men and women men will disappoint women women will disappoint men they will disappoint each other they will disappoint themselves individually but they will reach to a point where they don't have to have the hate and the disappointment towards men in the future that they do they had in the past and they had in the present they have in the present now that in the future they can develop themselves into a way where they may not be with another man ever in their lives but they will at least have the common courtesy to respect men wherever they go and they have enough self-worth to get beyond all the things that men do and all the things that men showcase and see and think about it with womanhood and see it as this is biology this is what i do that doesn't necessarily mean he may like me for what i do how do i accept myself to reach a point where i don't hate the man for what he sees in me but i have the responsibility the humility and all the rest of it to have the way of looking through life in a better way. Because if it's not done, I don't think that a lot of men are going to be successful in this country or in other Western countries with dealing with women and trying to bring about families in this world. The elite is doing their damnedest to prevent all of this from happening. And in many different ways, unfortunately, LGBT community got caught up in this and is play, playing towards the hands of the elite. I'll explain it in the bonus. But that's something that has to be discussed. Where can you find love if you can't find love beyond your own home? 
in the place of your birth, in the place that you were born in. When they take, when people, unscrupulous people, convince those that you see as your wives, your future wives and they convince them that you ain't shit, that you are not shit, that you ain't worth it. And then you saw the destruction right in front of your face. But men, you have to learn how to forgive yourselves and move on and not blame women for the things that a lot of them fell into and learn how that they're forgiveness. You may never forgive them for the mistakes that they made, for the, the choices they made, and you must not hate them. You may not forgive them and realize that forgiveness comes and atonement comes from her and God ultimately and not hurting you think about that we'll be back with more beyond deserve right after this beyond deserve will continue right after these messages We now return you to Beyond This Earth. One question about artificial intelligence as it begins to explode all over the internet. What type of danger are we really in? And I do mean truly in with this type of visual editing expert systems that are being built by Midjourney GPT 3-3 and other technologies of that nature. And what is going on with this technology that could explode in ways that nobody can control. There are people there out there that are already predicting that this expert system, AI technology from mid journey will be used, or if it is, or if they can figure out the technology can be used for the darkest of dark shit. I am putting this in also in a worst case scenario. Don't be shocked if we see government agencies all over the world use this technology to destroy their political enemies. Get ready with the deep fakes, bro. The deep fakes are not a joke anymore. This technology with the untrained eye seems more legit than legit, but you're wrong. It seems more powerful than ever. You're also wrong about that too. But you know what has happened? to cause this to do this demoralization 
of artists and a form of revenge against the Alegria style of art and artistry that has gone all over the Western world, especially with a lot of the left and liberals that are connected with animation and art and all the other particular things of that nature. That side of the entertainment business, it is a form of targeted revenge against those that particular edifice of allegory and all the rest of it. Persons of flat, if you might want to say, humans of flat as it were. And the AI technology and the expert systems technology, mind you, is a reaction to not only the fail, if ulti ultimately the ultimate failure of NFTs, as it were, but also against humans of flat. What they plan to do with this technology is absolutely frightening. Y'all better get the fuck ready. Y'all better figure out how to protect yourselves because even though you may be an artist, they are not with the gig that a lot of the left wingers are with, with Allegri and all the rest of it. You better figure a way to protect yourselves because this is a firestorm that ain't gonna stop. And in the reaction to that firestorm, once that dark shit comes out and they say, oh, we need to regulate it, it's gonna get worse on the other end. This shit got to stop. And if it can't be stopped, how do you mitigate such things? You just say it's an expert system. These are algorithms. They need inputs. Curtail the inputs. And if someone is doing something unscrupulous with the inputs, curtail those motherfuckers that are doing that. One thing that I also believe that is going to get really bad, really quickly. You ain't going to like this one. Is this technology when it comes to animation and cartooning and what can be done with it. Motherfuckers better start figuring out ways of holding this technology to certain other productive things. Because what they're going to do with AI is absolutely sickening towards white collar work and all the rest of it and what they want to do with all the 
other particular things of that nature is unbecoming. People are saying that AI is the wave of the future, artificial intelligence. There is no such thing. Remember I said it's expert systems. Expert systems are just a bunch of hard drives and a database connected to those hard drives or to certain inputs that are all over either an internet or go for or an FTP or whatever this. They use a certain algorithm to collect the data and they post that particular data with the subset technologies that they are given and they produce a result. It is not an expert system. Our educational system, unfortunately, has hurt a lot of our best and brightest and a lot of our countrymen into thinking that a computer can be smarter than a human or a computer can process certain things better than a human being can. But because we live in a genocentric world that destroys aspects of language for both men and women and both lose out in the process, education becomes a dummy. The more people get educated, the more the language gets confuzzled. The more you look, you don't recite things in clear, concise language, and you try to gaslight people, then the person, despite his education, despite his educational success, cannot get anywhere in life. And then in the worst sense, he didn't build, did that person develops biases based on the gaslighting that person went through to get the education that person needs. Whereas if it was educated in clear, concise language, even at high levels, we wouldn't have the same problems that we're having now with the, in, the incomprehensible being acceptable and the comprehension that was a problem for decades. And they were saying this with public schools for decades with reading comprehension. That it has reached to a point where someone who survived all of these things in education and actually has some idea what he's doing or she is doing, can create these particular algorithms and AI technologies, expert system and its technologies and its libraries so deep with all the mathematics and algebra you can pull up that nobody can tell the difference between intelligence And processing. The Western world has been so dumbed down through the gaslighting of language 
and the gaslighting of education using that language from the time that we're five years old up to the present day that AI can absolutely take over and said, this is a picture that can be done in this, this, this way, impressive, but not real. And once people finally break that down and realize how bad things are, we won't be talking about how are we going to solve it through education. We're going to be talking about how we are going to solve fixing the human being outside of the technology and everything and the Pagampicon that it has created because of the gaslighting that has been done in education. This is a failure of the educational system in America. It's not a failure of anything else but that. We need to be very careful with these expert systems and we need to watch what other people are doing because if it starts getting out and they start using it against people and it starts that there could be a proof of concept that that technology can be used for that dark shit, y'all better start getting ready to take that shit down as soon as fucking possible. There is absolutely no excuse. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. about the news that you may have missed judges has blocked multiple challenges to joe biden's student death relief measure existing home sales fell to their eighth straight enough in september a jury found kevin spacey not liable for barry against actor anthony rapp who accused spacey of sexually abusing him in 1986 Advisors to the CDC, as we have said earlier, voted in favor of adding a COVID vaccine to the recommended immunization schedule for people ages six months and older. This will soon be law in other places. And a Massachusetts woman was arrested for allegedly unleashing a swarm of bees on law enforcement who were serving an eviction notice. That's right. So she sent out the bees. Crazy, ain't it? That is some of the news that you missed. We'll have more about that next week. Going to space news and some important space news of note. They have recently found out that there wasn't just one asteroid that struck Earth 66 million years ago. There were actually two that struck the Earth. 66 million years ago. It looks like Earth got hit 
bed within a million years of each other. That had to be wild. So we're going to see where there will be more information as that divulged, but that was absolutely wild that it got hit by two major asteroid events. And the James Webb continues to impress. It now showed the fingers of God in absolutely beautiful detail. You get to see some star systems. It's pretty much a star nursery, as it were. And it's truly beautiful to behold. You saw some nights lighting, all the rest of it, and yeah, it was great to see. All right, two things before we go. There is a video out here from a carpenter on TikTok that talked about nobody showing up to a job site. Take a listen and see if you can notice some certain things. Then we'll read from a Twitter post done by the Skull King, Guard Gatherer Skull. Let's listen in from the TikTok carpenter. This is the Skull King's response to this particular video. People are asking what, how, and why, and it's very simple. During 2020 and 2021, we turned the entire country from into a welfare state. Everyone had the perfect reason not to work, and everybody was provided free money, and now no one wants to go back to work. This is a societal failure, and I don't think it is in the way that most people would think. I imagine most people will look at the scenario and think, well, these kids, these people have no drive. They don't want anything from life. And that's true, but that's not the bottom. The question doesn't stop there, because there is a second question on why they don't want anything from life. Isn't that large proportion of the working pop age population simply don't want anything? And I think the short answer is hopelessness. 
All those that think that work is simply because we are driven to do so because we feel some kind of moral inclination to do so. The idea of not working simply for the sake of not working seems to be alien and wrong. We have to understand that we are the strange ones. Most people do not have the drive to work simply for the sake of it. Some of us do, most of us do not. You may look around yourself and say, well, everybody I know does, and that's because you belong to a specific subsection of the population. But for many people, work is what you did because there were societal contracts. What that contract that said, if you work, you will accumulate both experience and value. In turn, over time, you will be paid more and eventually you will be able to get married and then buy a house. But that is no longer true anymore. Working a job, even a decently paying job, does not give you a future that they want it, you, that it used to be. There is no guarantee that you will make money. There is no guarantee that you will keep your job. Beyond that, it's not even a matter of guarantee for the majority of people. The idea of home ownership is gone in this country. For a lot of people at this point, even renting your own place is gone. And if you don't have your own home, how are you going to start a family? If you're a man, what woman would want to date, let alone marry you, if you don't own your own place? Let alone your own place and the additional income to buy them the things they want and believe that they deserve. Remember the video of the college girls being interviewed about what they believe the husband that Sally should be? Many men in this country are well aware of that fact, and the idea of making even $100,000 a year is an absolute pipe dream, let alone even more. Now, this isn't a jab at those girls, because those girls pretty much wanted a husband to make the amount of money for the life they would like to live. The issue isn't the requirements for the standard, it is the standard that is demonstrated. The monster, this, I'm sorry. This, this monstrably rare. Sorry. What we have now is a population of many of the young working age men that have no drive because they have no hope. They have no want or need to dedicate themselves to a society that will, as far as they're concerned, will never reward them. We have reached a point of the nation where hard work literally does not pay for the majority of people. And worse, because of the stimulus checks in free money given to the pandemic, people got a taste of what it is not to work at all. Now, I've only been talking about the general public now. Think about how many of millions of young people were sold the idea that they go to college, this won't be their reality. But surprise, not only you didn't make the money, you also have crippling amounts of debt. And how does a young person end up in this situation where you don't have the job you wanted and you have more debt than you can pay? Do you listen to the same older people who are currently telling these kids they need to go to work and get a job? I'm not making excuses for these people that are refusing to work. I am trying to explain their mindset. Because when you tell them they have to work because it's their duty, many of them see you as the same person that told them they had to go to college. Look how that turned out. Going back to the video above, I think this is even more true when you're looking at the jobs like construction. Why would I work at a laborer's job that still doesn't pay me the money I need 
or once when I can go get a much easier job that just pays just enough. We have become a nation of the lowest common denominator. No one is trying to achieve greatness because greatness is gone. It is a pipe dream of an older generation, something that boomers talked about. We have become a nation's of hope, nation of hopeless escapism. When you have no future, when you see no light at the end of the tunnel, you simply get lost in your own head. That means different teams for different people, but it means doing the bare minimum for everybody. The guy in the video said $40 an hour, and he said it in a way that almost sounded conceited. He said it like this was an amazing amount of money, but truly it's not. After taxes, it's $45,000. No, it's $4,500, excuse me. The average rent for a two-bedroom apartment in the United States of America as of 2022 was $1,300. That's average including a lot of flyover places. More reasonably call it about $1,800, leaving you with $2,700 a month. The average car payment is $660 a month. The average credit card payment, if you have one, is $1,100 a month. The student loan payment is $230, actually $325 a month in certain places. So if you average that, you have about $1,000 a month in debt. You're now down to $17,000. If you're single, you're probably spending about $400 a month on groceries, about $600 a month if you eat out. We call it $500 a month and climbing. It's now down to $12,000. You now probably about spend about $100 on internet and TV. Let's call it 85. You probably spent another 100 on your phone. Yeah, 45 is close. Your utility bills are about 200 and climbing down to $800. We now have to get a 40-hour-an-hour job, and that probably costs you $200 a month in gas and climbing. It's down to 600 now you see you spend a month at fifty dollars a week just some days on fun keep to keep you sane down to four hundred. So if you live a reasonable life and you make forty dollars an hour and you work forty hours a week after you cut your basic expenses, you are about to have a hundred dollars a week. And now a lot of you are going to have the knee-jerk reaction say, "Well, spend less on your internet, spend less on your phone, spend less on your food." But you have to understand that some of these numbers are slightly lower than what any people, many people, have to pay. And we're talking about young people who aren't just trying to survive, but to participate in the culture and the society of today. And see, many of them are not making anywhere near $40 an hour. You have to remember that the rhetoric of the past few years is gone. Many young people believe that $25 an hour is an obscene amount of money. The fucked up part is that the right wing is a part complicit in the idea. Now, we know that $25 a minimum isn't the answer, but it's about perception. If you think $25 an hour is a crazy amount of money, I just outline how $40 an hour isn't really a crazy amount of money. What does that say to the young working class? And I'm going to end by pointing out that all of this is by design, all intentional. Why? 
because it guarantees democratic votes. Because Democrats sell hope, they sell you the idea that they will provide for you what you not and need. It's all bullshit, but it sounds good. So now we have the system that we said to have is a system where Democrats sell snake oil, promises of the moon, and more that lightly appeal to the middle and working class. Continuing. And the common sense response from the right is to lambast and shoot down the one source of hope these people have. That's the grand psyop. That's the true black pill. But by doing what is right, just, answerable, and morally correct, you guaranteed and lose support. And you will have all the audacity to call Democrats stupid. And keep in mind, I didn't even talk about the effects of layoffs of immigration and automation, all of this further weakens the situation. I'm curious of how all of this plays out in the cratering recruitment numbers in the military as well. And then he po- he retweeted the following here from Kutzman. America is getting shafted by abundance of migrant labor, driving down wages, inflation making what little you earn worthless, college being so hideously expensive, and an artificial shortage of housing making it impossible to actually start a life. Not a lie! It's something to think about. And then another post here came me from the same thread, coming from the same thread, and societies consolidate their past through profound intellectual change. Energy ceases to vent through the imagination and takes the form of capital. Hence, as civilizations advance, the imaginative temporary leads into dis- disappear while the economic instinct is fostered and thus substantially brings new varieties of men who come to possess the planet. I have to make this very clear to everyone here when it comes to this issue concerning work. And all of it has to come to a head really soon. There needs to be an answer to this question of work and to this question of reality. And if they can't find that question, they do not have any way of leading the people out of this morass. This is the same thing that's happening in the UK. This is the same thing that is happening in other places.
This is the same thing that is happening in so many particular areas that once you begin to see it, you won't unsee it. There was a black guy during the start of the pandemic that said he doesn't want to work at all. That he is tired of the bullshit. That he can stay here and do the fuck what have you and mind his own damn business. And he doesn't have to do anything at all but be a louse. But he finally said he found his freedom. You have to convince those dude, those people to get out of that bullshit. You gonna convince them to come back and work for you. That's a very difficult task. You're in serious trouble. A lot of you tracons are in serious trouble. A lot of you are. A lot of you need to Begin to start the reconciliation process. Of recognizing that the frame of reference that you use in order to placate the fact that you're conservative and all the rest of it is not working. That you may have to reconcile the fact that Especially with a lot of the people who are religious, you have gone beyond the pale to try and convince yourself that you're the way that you have lived your life, the way that people should live their life, the way that you should get people to gun on the rest of it, you're doing it the wrong fucking direction. It's the wrong fucking direction. The realization that you're going to have to begin to figure out. And a lot of people are starting to realize this. This shit they're doing is permanent. Secular. A lot of human beings are getting out of this bullshit that they see. Some of it for good reason. A lot of it for the wrong reasons. And a lot of it is connected to the issues they're going on around with Kanye West, especially with Kim Kardashian. I have, this is, a lot of it is connected to the Bible to what men go through. We'll explain in the bonus. How can you find love in this country when these women come out here and say that you are evil and you what you do is evil, where you work is evil, every single aspect of what you're doing is evil. You will never be accepted unless you become a defective female. How are you going to find love from that aspect from the time you are your biology says you are a man and you need, and the time is the, well, not yet, but 
you will have reached a point where, oh, now these women are attractive, which is around 14, 15, 16 years old, and you're already told that you're a bad person unless you play football and all the rest of it. You have a family that supports you, sure, and you ever did, but even that, because you're trying to individuate yourself. And then you keep on taking losses, and you keep on taking losses, and you keep on taking losses until the losses accumulate to a point where I'm sick and tired of the bullshit, I'm moving the fuck on. Where do you think all this shit is happening now? Folks, you're in trouble. You're in serious trouble. Y'all need to fix it real quick. If it can't be fixed, the motherfuckers who fix it, y'all gonna see some shit that you have not seen in human society. And it is going to get to a point where you think cyberpunk was a, just a story? My God. They already think, and we're seeing it in certain posts on Twitter and other places on the what, inter, what internet the the uh, social media internet, as it were, talking about the 1990s being the hassling days, even despite the many, many major errors, many, many major mistakes, and many major conflicts that happened outside of this country. But a lot of the countrymen are saying, "Oh, it was a peaceful time." This that, and the other thing. You're making so many mistakes. We're now seeing that as heaven compared to what will happen and take place in the future. Y'all better figure it out. There are some women who don't deserve to be married and it's because of the prostitution acceptance that we have accepted we don't have vice cops anymore. The bullshit they're going to start with AI is coming. All this shit is going to come to a head and it is going to break even more people. Don't be shocked in 2023 when certain things happen that everyone tried to prevent. There were good people who tried to prevent this in leadership roles, trying to prevent what they tried to stop in the 1980s and the 1990s, come back up and become permanent staples of what of the major cities all across this country. Do not be shocked when that happens. A lot of people are not going to be safe in their own cities. You need to find out ways in order to protect yourself if they can't, if you can't find ways of protecting yourself, you better figure out how you gonna talk to people and all the rest of it because it's not gonna end pretty.
not going to end pretty. We gonna be on. Let me, let me I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. And I think it will make things. It's two things, but I'm gonna say this. Okay. I was talking about biopression and a whole lot of it. There will be a move to state-run prostitution. There will be a move to do that. When that happens, I will not be shocked and not be surprised that once this state does this, there will be all types of violence in this country. They will not be curtailed. They will try to spin it away, create more shows about, cop shows about, oh, we gotta do this, we gotta save the day, we gotta save the school shooter day. No, it will be violence beyond all reproach. Every single gang in this world is created in order to impress the notions of prostitutes. And those that may become prostitutes. That's the only reason gangs exist. It's a biological urge to complete the process of procreation. And when it is denied, they will use violence in order to complete that process. For a lot of people to get cannot or don't have enough game or is in certain, they, they use that to say, this is who I am. This is a man. Are you going to accept me or not? And a lot of women accept that premise because they have frame, they have respect among their peers and all the rest of it. That is what a gang is. And all these gangs and the way they live their lives and protect themselves and how they handle women and all the rest of it, think about it in that particular terms. Then you're gonna come and tell me that the sexual, not that sexual, the sexual dynamics is not a serious investigation. And the way men and women see each other, think about that. Yeah, some say it might be stupid for gangs to do this, but explain a lot of the shit that is happening in the inner cities if we don't explain it in that particular terms. They even say it in their own their own ways. It's about impressing women.
and the more coin of the realm in girl world and the more day and the more this has happened then you get to see the reasons why NBA young boy has 10 children about to have 10 children mind you because he has a group he knows what it is. He knows what the ops are. All the rest of it. This is not to shame him or did. And we're not shaming nobody. But this is the reality of the situation. How are you going to compete with that? Oh, we're just going to do um state-run prostitution. You know who also does state-run prostitution? I don't have to tell you. But you motherfuckers are in serious trouble if you really think you can play that game with us. They're trying to destroy the human society as we're seeing it right now. You don't you don't understand it. You're seeing it for what it is. Now, concerning Trump. They said, oh wait. Cause we're getting a little long in the tooth. The second thing, we're getting a little long in time. The second thing, did this also showcases about not being able to work and all the rest of it? Is the is the Democrats are our enemy are the enemies, and the global liberal order is preventing. America from fixing his problems. There was an high standard Emmy award winning ABC News National security consultant who was doing an investigation for possibly Pierre Thomas concerning Afghanistan. After his story was not allowed to air or Pierre Thomas said he wasn't going to do that airing of that particular um, issue. If Homeland Security and the rest of it, he disappeared. The FBI said that he had classified information. They raided his house a couple of days ago. ABC basically said, we haven't heard high or hell hard from him for several months since that issue with Afghanistan was done about last year, summer. What is going on? that they raided a house there for national security reasons. When ABC 
has been granted at can be granted answers any day of the week concerning whatever they wish it's proven that they tried to rob soldiers with the government to gain access all the networks do it it's been proven all of a sudden it turned out that's classified what kind of bullshit is this That leads into what is might going to happen on the 14th. Trumpin might come to off might come to the uh, uh, Congress and say, "Well, what you guys say to me?" And then it's going to be shenanigans all day. It's going to be absolutely crazy, folks. So we have to be careful and we have to be cautious. The Democrats have decided that we remove the pretense, this is what it is. This is who we are. We just give you the gibbies and take it, take it or not. But if you want to survive, take the gibbies. Otherwise, we ain't gonna help you out. The motherfuckers who don't have a frame, who continue to use our frame in order to try to damn us are going to treat you even worse. This is how it works, folks. That's why they call it a uni party, ultimately. Because if you take our gibbs, you live. If you don't take our gibbs, the other guys will make sure you die faster. Oh, and except our prostitutes, they're kind of overweight and whatnot. <laughs> State-run prostitution all across the liberal states. Oh, California said that the dark ads are cannot be um, prosecuted if the person is in the LGBT community. Just to let you know on the bullshit that is going on. Absolute madness this is. Absolute madness. But there is some good news. And I'm going to try to keep this as short as sweet as possible. Guru Gothic had been closed for several months as I tried to fix certain things on the site. And as you know, I thought I was going to change things. Change things was not going to work. So I decided, hey, they can fix it on their own. Let's see what they do. I don't want to waste too much time on it. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out they fix the things they needed to fix. There's some certain things that are off, but they'll fix it by 6.1. So now the dates for the return of Guru Gothic, November Sixth will be the date for pretty much the new look of Guru Gothic. I just need to fix a couple of things and then we're on our way. So Guru Gothic will be open on November 6th. There will be a couple of new posts that I will post before we get away from maintenance mode a new link page with new sites concerning 
where we're going and the other projects that we're working on. Now that I have a handle of what they want to do with these particular sites and how to put them together, as it were, I think we're going to be in a better place. And I think that we're going to be successful on that end as well. So, those two sites are almost done. Guru Gothic and Doga Queen. I have something special about that one as well. From there, we'll link to other particular places and hopefully one day when next year rolls around and the interviews start coming up, we'll have a full base page for Beyond This Earth on Guru Gothic, which is connected to the Substack and other particular things of that nature. Next week on Beyond This Earth Episode 3, we're going to talk about the media and its shenanigans that they play, plus other updates concerning with Liz Trust, the UK, the issues with Trump, other things with Biden, and so many other things of that nature as well. So we'll all talk about it as well, as well as some continuation of the bonuses that we will also post on the places you get your radio shows on Beyond This Earth. Thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Radio Republic. Soon, we're now on Stitcher. We're now on, are you ready for this? iHeart Podcast. That's right. The former Clear Channel stations have podcasted. That's podcast. And guess what? We're on it. So there's absolutely no excuse. We're also on Amazon Music. And basically, because we're on iHeartRadio now, we are on everywhere you get your radio shows. This is no bit hardback. And we will see you guys next week on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production.